What an incredible time of worship. Man, that was awesome. Amazing. I love those songs. Don't you love those songs? I love that those songs point to Jesus. Just so incredible. What a, what a wonderful name it really is. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you for coming. Um, we really believe you're here. Um, perfect timing. If it's your first time or if you've been many, many times, we're glad that you're back. As you can tell, some of us are fighting um, with our voices, Dr. Ben, you're pushing through, pushing through. But uh, we're so thankful for the series that we're getting ready to do starting today. It's called Salt Life. Salt Life. And, and it's just incredible life. I mean, let's think about it just for a second. How many of you guys have used the hashtag, I live where you vacation sometime in the last six months? If you've done that, raise your hand. Raise it up high. That's right. That's right. Boy, I know, I know, right? Like we live in an incredible, incredible, incredible place. There's something about the Salt Life. Now, I uh, did a little research on the, the company, Salt Life, and I, I learned a little bit. I learned that these four guys, there were four friends, they got together and uh, just had an incredible passion um, for the ocean. They live in Jacksonville, Jacksonville Beach, and uh, they, they just love living an ocean-centered life, an ocean-centered life. It's so much fun. And so they got together and they're like, man, why don't, why don't we, why don't we do something awesome with this passion that we have? And so, well, the rest is history. They did. They made a lot of money. Some of us contributed and uh, they're getting to do what they love best. And that is live salty. And so today we're just going to kick off this series we're going to kick off this series, Salt Life. We're talking about living salty. What does that mean? And let's just, let's just enjoy it for a minute. Let's think about the, the, the greatness of living where we live and getting to do what we get to do. But before we do that, I, I just want to confess to you guys, when I first moved here um, five years ago, I, I lived here before, but when I moved back, we're kind of right on the line of Gulf Breeze and Navarre. Give it up for Navarre. Navarre, we're glad that you're here. So glad. And uh, let's give it up for Blackwater, too. Another shout-out. Great job, Dr. Ben, today. Great job giving them a shout-out. But when we moved here, it seemed like there wasn't a whole lot on 98. And coming from Tampa, from a big city where you had everything within, um, you know, two miles, you had everything. It was, like, right there. I, I kind of pouted, kind of felt sorry for myself. Maybe you heard me talk about this before, but, but you know, you preach to a parade, you, you, you know, preach to a praise. So I'll share it again. But, you know, God kind of challenged me on that. God was like, are you kidding me? You kidding me? Like you're pouting? Like you get to live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. You get to live here and you're going to pout, you know, and I was kind of just seeing all the storage areas, you know, one after another, after another, after another. And, um, <clears throat> but living here a couple of years, we've gotten some new things and it's all good. We got a Chick-fil-A in town. And uh, that's all good. If you live in Navarre, you got a Culver's. And so we're, we're uh, but we love it, right? Like, we don't want it to be big. We, we, we love the community. We love living here. And uh, we love living the salt life. Um, you know, when I think about salt life, I, I think about these guys and their passion. And they love to fish. They love to dive. They love to surf. And I'm just curious, um, 
I'm curious today, any fishermen in the house? Anyone out there, you're a fisherman? Anyone love to fish? Got a lot of bright lights in my face trying to see your hands. Raise up real high. Raise it up high. Come on in, Navarre. Raise it up. Love to fish. Fishing is awesome, isn't it? So thanks for the pictures that you guys sent in. I looked at them, looked at those pics, and those are incredible. And, you know, I, when I was a kid, I didn't like to fish because I didn't have patience. I, I couldn't sit still. Imagine that. And... Um, I, I thought, like, fishing meant catching. How many know fishing doesn't mean catching? It doesn't mean catching, right? It does. Sometimes you can go for hours and not catch a thing. Sometimes you can hit a honey hole, and, man, you're just on it, and you're just thanking God for that. But I love to fish. There is nothing like when you get that fish on the end of your line, and you know it's a big one. And, man, you're fighting that thing, and five minutes goes by, and 15 minutes go by, go by. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes go by, 30 minutes. Man, your forearms, oh, they're screaming, man. Your, your muscles are hurting. But, man, you are not giving up. You're going to land the big one, right? It's, it's going to be one to show off. There's something about fishing. It's just fun. Maybe you're a kayaker. Any, any people in here, any shout-outs, you love to kayak. And, and maybe you take it to another level. You don't just kayak. You fish when you go kayaking, and, and uh, that's fun. And, uh, and, and then maybe some of y'all take it a whole other level. And, and you don't just fish. You're fishing for sharks in a kayak. I don't know. It's crazy. As my buddy Doug's here. It does some, some awesome stuff like that. But that's your passion. You love to do that. It's the salt life. It's living here and knowing that's, that there's so much to do, right? That this salt life thing is about living a life of adventure. It's like go explore. It's like, man, there's so much to do. Like, you don't have to be bored. Like, get out of the house and go have fun. And see, the salt life is really, it's a style of life is what it is. It's a style of life. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle. And it's realizing that adventure awaits. It's just right there. All you got to do is go have fun. That's all you got to do. Maybe, maybe we have some people here love to surf. Any surfers in the house? Let me see your hands. Anyone here? All right. You raise your hand. Love to surf. Awesome. Scott didn't know that. That's cool. All right. Maybe you can give me a lesson or something. But um, last week, Steph and I were in Navarre and uh, checking on Navarre and seeing them. So good to be there. And by the way, didn't um, Ray and Vanessa, Marty and Ruth, didn't they do an amazing job? I totally forgot to say that first gathering. They did an amazing, amazing job. Way to, way to wrap up that series. That was incredible. I loved it. I loved it. But being in Navarre, we met a lady who, who is a, I believe, a world champion surfer. And uh, she goes to our Navarre campus, got to meet her and talk to her a little bit. So that's kind of cool. Um, so, so maybe you're into boating. Anyone into boating? You just like to boat. You just love to boat. There's something about getting the boat in the water. Anyone here like me, when I'm around water, I just feel closer to God. I'm telling you, I just feel closer to God. It's all of a sudden like God's on speed dial. You know, it, all of a sudden it's like, man, it's like FaceTime going from a phone call to face. Just being out in the water, man, that, it, it refreshes me, restores my soul is what it does. And it just makes me realize how big he is, how small I am, how awesome, how awesome he really is. So, so maybe that's you, man. You just get in the boat and you just go. I, I love being in the boat, especially around July 4th. Love that, especially, you know, with the Blue Angels. And uh, Dr. Ben's hooked us up a couple times, to which I'm eternally grateful. You know, you get in the boat, and, and you're driving, and you're passing thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And that's just the people on the bridge. 
And you're just so blessed that you're in a boat and not in a car. And you're so thankful, man. You get out there, and then the blue, blue angels come. They're screaming. They're above you. And, and you're just like, man, are you kidding me? I mean, we're hanging out in the water, right, on floats and jumping out, doing some snorkeling. And, you know, we a couple of our friends are here, so we're trying to scare each other. We dive down, see how long you hold your breath, and then pinch the back of someone's leg and just see if you can get them to jump. There's something about the salt life it's a lifestyle. It's a matter of choice, and I love it. I embrace it. Maybe you just love going to the beach. Anyone here, you just love the beach? Anyone just love the beach? Yeah, awesome, awesome. Me too. I, I've been to L.A. L.A., you can keep those beaches, the brown sand, the cold water. You can keep it. You can keep it. I'll come back to the Gulf Coast right here. I love the white sand. I love it. Anyone not like the beach? Anyone? No, don't raise your hand. I don't want to see you. I, I, I want to stay your friend. Um, let's, let's be friends. But um, what about water skiing? Anyone here love to water ski? Anyone just love to water ski? All right. Anyone have a sea do? Anyone love go jet skiing? Sea do? Any, anyone out there? Come on, hold that hand up and, and put the light on them, if you will. I want to see who these people are. I, I want to make friends with them. And, um, and uh, so I just love it. Isn't that fun? There's nothing like going. I mean, it's like going 50 miles an hour on that jet ski. And then all of a sudden you cut it. You know what I'm talking about. And you watch your friend on the back who was trusting you. You just watch him go fly. And they just hit the water like this. There's something about it. I love it. I love it. Parasailing. Anyone ever been parasailing? You ever been parasailing? Have you been parasailing? I, uh, we moved here and our friends, we were celebrating um, something like that. 13th, 13th year. Yeah, lucky number 13. So what do you do when you celebrate number 13? You get 500 feet in the air and you hold on for dear life. And so we went all the way up there at 500 feet up in the air, 1,000 feet behind the boat, man. And we're looking out right over here at Pensacola Beach. And, man, it's just beautiful. But I'll be honest with you. My knuckles were white. I'm not scared of heights, but I was clinging on, man. I was hanging on. I was trying to act like it was all good. You know, Steph's like, are you nervous? I was like, uh, uh, you know, what are you talking about, babe? Um, but that was fun. That was definitely something that you got to do. Um, skimboarding. Anyone like to get out there and you throw it and you hop on? Anyone ever ate the sand? You, you know what I'm talking about. You hop on and then you, poof, you just face plant. Oh, I love it. I love it. What about divers? Anyone in here you love to dive? In diving, my goodness, that's awesome. I was in Tampa and I was getting certified for diving and they only went diving on Sundays. Well, for me, it was hard um, because I'm a pastor and we have something called church on Sunday. And so... Um, I told him, I was like, I can't go on Sundays. We have like four gatherings, back to back to back to back. I love it. But man, I love it more than diving. So we got we to gotta work out a Saturday. And so sure enough, we did, I needed two. We did one Saturday and then second Saturday never seemed to work. So I was one dive short of being certified. Did all the class, amazing. Did all the in the pool, amazing. And uh, did the first dive, amazing. Took the mask off, you know what I'm talking about. Did all that, one dive short. So time to... Where are you, Matt? Where's Matt at? Matt, hey, we got to do it. We got to do it. So we've been saying we we're going to do it together. So we're going to do it, Matt. This is our year, buddy. Our year. 2017 is here. It's our, our year. Anyone like to spearfish? Isn't that what you call it? Spearfish. You go down. Anyone got some stories? Anyone got some stories where you shot some fish, you're putting them on your belt, and then all of a sudden a shark? No, 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 no. I want to hear those stories. We, we got one guy here, I'm pretty sure, um, would fight the shark off. And uh, that's, that's who he is, Brandon. He, he leads our parking team. I'm sure there's uh, some stories there. But I just love it. Don't you love it? Don't you just love to get out on the paddleboard? Just get out there in the water. 
and it's just like you and God. You just go explore, and you're like, God, you're awesome. And, and I get it. I get it. Not everyone here believes in God. Not everyone here believes in Jesus. And I, I understand that. And it's not my job to force him down your throat. I just hope through me you can see that he's real and how much he loves you. That, I just want to paint him well. That's all. Just a painter, just a storyteller. But, but I get it. Not everyone here does. But, but for me as a Christian, I get out there and I feel so much closer to God to realize that God didn't just do that. God didn't just make that. God made that for me. God made that for you because he loves you. So can I just kind of boil the, the whole message down to a sentence? And, and I want to make it memorable because memorable is portable. I want you to be able to take it with you and remember this message. You may not remember everything about it. You probably won't. But if you can remember what this is all about, it would be absolutely incredible. Someone say salt life. life. Navar, say salt life. See, even Gulf Breeze says it when I say Navarre. That's awesome. Say it together, both campuses. Come on, Blackwater, join us. Ready? Salt life. See, salt life is a better style of life. Say it with me. Salt life is a better style of life. It's, it's not only a lifestyle, it's a better style of life. I love it. I love that we get to do this and live here and enjoy everything that God has made. There's some scripture that I want to point to today. It's just two verses is all we're going to look at. So, man, if you have your Bibles, go with me, would you? If not, look up on the screen. We have them here. you got your smartphones, tablets, whatever. Go with me. And let's read. Let's go to an uh, incredible passage of scripture. We're going to look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. We're going to read verses 9 and 10. Now, in this passage, Jesus is saying, I am. There's seven different references, seven, the number of perfection and the number of completion. So seven different times, Jesus tells us who he is, and he's letting us know that really he is the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and omega. He's the whole picture. He's the whole picture. And so I love these verses, and Jesus is going to start out with one of these sayings. And he says, I am the door. I am. And then you know in the Old Testament, that God revealed himself to Moses. And he did that by saying, I am. He's Jehovah God. He's Yahweh, Elohim. He says, I am that I am. I'm very God. That's who I am. And Jesus here in this statement is not only saying I'm the door, but he's saying I am the door. He's claiming deity. What does that mean? That means that Jesus is God. He is the Messiah. He's not just the son of God. He's not just a son of God. He is God, very God. He was 100% man, 100% God. He is God. And he says, I am the door. Anyone who enters through me, notice you have to go through him. If you want to go to him, you, you, you go through him. He says, anyone who enters through me, Will, would you say it with me? Say the next three words. Will be saved. Say it one more time. Will be saved. Now we talk about being saved. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, here's why. Because the Bible talks about it. He says, anyone who enters through me will be saved. Anyone enters through me will be saved. How, how do we get saved? We get saved by going through Jesus. That's the only way. So it's a relationship over religion every time. All religions say the same thing. They say works, do this, do this, do this. It's a relationship with the one who did it all. He said it's finished. It's already paid. All you have to do is receive him. 
right? So he says this, anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever. How many would like to be saved and live forever? That's me. That's me. I want to be saved. I want to live forever. Okay. And Jesus says, and will go in and out freely and find pasture. What is pasture? He's talking to shepherds. They get this. So he's talking in, in their vocabulary, vernacular that they understand. He's, he's, he's communicating on their level. And he says this. He says, you're going to come in and go out freely. You'll find pasture. What is that? It's spiritual security. And then he shifts. And he begins to talk about this thief. You see, Jesus wants you to be free and the enemy doesn't want you to be free. In fact, the enemy comes to do three things. And it's right here in the Amplified. It says the thief comes only. Only one reason why he comes. He comes only, right, in order to still to kill and destroy. In other words, you have an enemy that wants to steal. He wants to kill and destroy. And you know what he wants to still kill and destroy? So many things. But more than anything, your joy. Your joy. Your joy. And Jesus says something amazing here. He says, I came that they, that's us, that's you, that's me, that's all of us, that's them before, that those, those that will come later. He says, I have come, I have come, or I have, I have came. He said, I came that they may have and enjoy life, that they can have it and they can enjoy it. And today to kick off this series, man, I just want to encourage you guys and just let you know the reason Jesus came is so that you could have life and so you could enjoy life. That's what the Bible says. And yet there are a lot of Christians sometimes that they, they have life, but they just don't seem to enjoy life. They just don't seem to enjoy it. You know who I'm talking about. It, it, maybe not who, but you know who they are. You, you see them and, and they're constantly walking around and they're defeated. They look like they've been sucking on a lemon. They're just constantly, it's negative, Nancy. If your name's Nancy, I, I'm not talking about you. It's just negative Nancy. They both start with M. N. That's why I picked it. All right. they, they're, just, they're just angry Adam. They're going around, they're just always angry. They're just, if your name's Adam, your wife told me to mention the name Adam. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, but they just go around. They're constantly, they're, man, they're upset. They're just constantly bothered. They're constantly negative. They're just, oh, and, and, and just out of this comes all of their problems. That's what James says. It says, from the tongue come all of our problems. And they just never seem, they never seem to have any joy. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. The enemies robbed their house. Amen. The enemy got in somewhere, some way, and, 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 and we've all been there. This isn't like a judgmental thing. This is just like a confession Amen. thing. Amen. Haven't we all been there? Amen. Haven't we been sifted? Yeah. Haven't we been like, whoa, how did that happen? Amen. How did I lose my joy, right? Where did that go? Oh, I gave it away. Yeah. Gave it away. And it's gone. Here's the good news. It can come back. And Jesus wants you to have it. See, this salt life is a life of adventure. This salt life is like, let's go. It's an active lifestyle that says, I'm not going to sit around, be bored. I'm not going to sit here and die. I'm going to go live, right? YOLO, right? You only live once, right? So, so let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's come on. And it's not just about being in nature, and, and do, but it's about being with people you love, taking them on the journey with you. Now, here's what's so cool. Verse 10 is where we're going to focus. I love this verse because here we see, we see a Jesus that maybe you never really 
pictured before. Notice why he says what he says. He says, I've come, right, that, that, that you can have and enjoy life. And then he takes it to a whole nother level. He says this. He says, and have it in abundance. Someone say the word abundance. abundance. Someone say the word abundance. Say it one more time. Abundance. Come on, Navarre. Say it one more time. Say it with me. Abundance. Jesus didn't just come so you'd go to church. Jesus didn't just come so you would be moral. Jesus didn't just come so you'd be a goody-goody. See, all that stuff is transcended by something way bigger. It's elevated by something much higher. And it is the desire of Jesus that you could have life. You could have not only have it, you could enjoy it, and you could have it abundantly. Abundance is what you see when you go out to the Gulf. It's when the water comes in. It's the next wave. And the next wave, even at our dock, our community has a dock. I love going out there, and it's so relaxing. I mean, don't you just love it? I love getting out there just hearing the water come in. It's just come in. It's just coming. It's like, oh, my goodness. And you know what? It keeps coming. That's a great word picture for the word abundance. And that's the picture Jesus wants you to see is that he has life for you. And he wants you to have it. He wants you to enjoy it. And he wants you to have it abundantly. That's a simple message. But sometimes simple things don't mean we always do it. How many know how to swallow a vitamin? (laughs) You're ahead of me, aren't you? When was the last time, right? Right? How many have a gym membership? And you know how to hold your card where it scans you in. I mean, know how to do that. How many, right? You in, sometimes it's the simple things, the things we know that we often, we drift from them. We've got to get back to it. And Jesus says, come on back. I, I still have an abundance. I've always had an abundance. I have an abundance. And I will always have an abundance. I'll always have an abundance. And it's life. Listen to me, church. Listen, look, 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 Navar. Jesus came so you would have life. 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 How are you living? You want to join the club? You want to live salty? And say, man, you know what? Like, I want to get out of the pit. I want to get out of the pit. I've been there for too long. You know, I brought my Tempur-Pedic, made it kind of comfortable. I just decided to stay in the pit. I kind of hung pictures, and there's my family. I just got everything, put a little refrigerator in the pit, and I'm just miserable. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I've come that you could have life, enjoy life, and have it to an abundance. I just would like to just use a little... um, Little little illustration here, if I could. I mean, I, I love this Yeti, right? Like, I got this for Christmas. I, I bought it for myself. I opened it up. I was like, oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew I wanted it? <laughs> I really did. I really did. Maybe it was my birthday. They're so close. I, I, 
I forgot which one I was celebrating, but <laughs> Steph saw it. She's like, where'd you get that? Who gave it to you? I was like, oh, it's a present. She thought, oh, that's cool. Who's it from? Myself. <laughs> so <laughs> there it is right there, Yeti. So I never had one of these. I wanted to get one, and I saw a sale. I don't think they go on sale too much, so it just looked like the Lord's will. So I, so I got this thing, and come to find out, you can take these things on the boat, and they keep your drinks cold, right? They keep it real cold right? And he doesn't get the water down, and it's like, doesn't taste like Dr. Pepper anymore. And, um, and, and so I, I just been like, this was pretty cool. And, and I've never had anything Yeti before. I know people have coolers and all kinds of cool things, but I'm pretty impressed with this little, little thing right here. Sometimes we get impressed with our life, and we get impressed with the capacity of our life and what it can hold. We kind of get impressed with, uh, with what's happening and what's going on. And Jesus says, you haven't seen nothing yet. Man, I got life. You see, he has life because Jesus is life. That's why we never like to close a gathering without giving what we call an invitation. That's for people to experience real life. Real life. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, Thomas was one of his disciples. You remember him. He was a doubter. He doubted. In fact, after the resurrection, he was the one that spoke up and he said, I'm not going to believe unless I get to touch the very wounds, the very holes where Jesus had been crucified. I'm not going to believe. And before we throw Thomas out, any other doubting Thomases in here? Okay, there's three honest people here. Mm Mm-hmm. And we all doubted. Aren't you thankful that God didn't? I mean, aren't you glad that, that Jesus didn't show up in the room ticked off? Where's Thomas at? Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you glad he's like, come on, boy, I poured in you. Aren't you glad he didn't go that route? Aren't you thankful that Jesus gets the fact that we're going to doubt and he walks right to our doubts? Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. And, and without, not this angry, ticked off, not, not that kind of leader. No, 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 no. Our leader's greater than that. He says, come touch. I heard what you said. And I know that that's what you need to go. Come here. And all of a sudden, Thomas believed. But in John 14, Thomas speaks up. And he's like, Jesus, how, how can we know the way? Because Jesus just talked about the way to heaven. He's like, how can we know the way? Where, where are we going to go? And Jesus says this in verse 6, John 14. He says, I am the way. I'm the way. I am the way, singular, not plural. But what about all the religions? Well, Jesus said, I am the way. The Bible tells us narrow is the way. That makes sense. If Jesus said he's the way, then narrow is the way. He said, I am the way, not a church, not a denomination, not a religion, not something religious you can do. Jesus personally said, I am. There's another I am. I am the way. And then he said, I am the truth. There's another singular, the truth. And then he said, I am the life. And what Jesus was saying is, I am the way back to God. I am the truth about God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You want to know the Father? I'm the way. Me and my Father are connected. He said, I am the way and the truth, the truth back to God, way to God, the truth about God. And then he said, I am the life, eternal life from God. And so, so Thomas all of a sudden gets an education that Jesus is life. 
I believe with all my heart some of the most miserable, miserable people that ever live are people who maybe gave their life to Christ at some point, but they really don't follow him. See, it's one thing to meet him. It's another thing to follow him. And so they kind of know a little bit about him, but they don't know him, right? Like I knew a little bit about Stephanie. I knew a little bit about her, but man, when I got to know her, right? I got to know her. It was like, come on. I want to marry. Uh, and, and I know she knew that she felt the same way about me. She, but uh, <laughs> I hope so. That's right. I'm, I'm hoping so. And, 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 and all of a sudden, there's life. There was life, right? Jesus is life, and he wants you to experience it. Sometimes we are, as I said, we're impressed with our life and our capacity and, and, and what we can do with that. And, and, then, and then God says, oh, I, I, I got something way better than your life. He says, I, I, I got something. I, I know you're impressed with that 30-ounce rambler, but he says, I got something way bigger. And, and when you think about overflowing, one, one translation in this first um, Verse 10 in John, it, it literally uses that overflow, enough. In other words, Jesus is enough. He's enough. We could go on and we could say Jesus is more than enough. You see, maybe you think you've, you, you've got it going on, but, or, or maybe you're here and, and you're like, man, I'm struggling. Jesus says I'm life. I want you to have it, enjoy it. And experience it to the full, to the full, to the brim, to the brim. I did, I did better this gathering. I did better. First gathering, I poured it and it went all over. I'd be a bad waiter. I'd make no tips. And Jesus gets us. Y'all pray I don't sneeze. My arm's shaking. I'm not nervous. Just trying to hold it steady. That's why I'm shaking because I'm trying to hold it steady. And, and Jesus says, man, I have life and I have it to the full. You know what that means? It means that Jesus doesn't just want it to be to the top. It means, it means I got more. I got more. I want you to experience more than you could ever think or imagine. Jesus is, not was, not will be, was, is, and will be. 3D. That's pretty cool. Jesus is life. And Jesus says, I want you to experience me. So Christians, why are you walking around with so little? How in the world, if we're going to live the salt life, if we're going to live salty, how are we going to make other people thirsty for Jesus? When we just got a little bit. And Jesus says, no, it's, it's like that. Just, 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 just get a little on the floor. <laughs> Navar jumped. Navar jumped. We're going to get wet. Jesus is life. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? I just want to challenge you. I just want to challenge you to live salty. We're starting this series. Come on, join the club, live salty. Jesus says, I got life. I want you to have it. I want you to enjoy your life. You see, when you're out on that paddleboard and the sun is setting and you just, you just feel good, 
you just you realize that this is amazing. This is awesome. This is beautiful. This is creation. This is wow. You know that God did that for you? Do you know that God made that for you? Do you know God painted that sky for you? For you. Jesus is life. He's life. How many say, Tim, I, man, I'm, I'm not really been experiencing this life. I, I might know him, but uh, man, I, I'm, I don't think I'm really living life to the full. In other words, I, I don't think I'm really experiencing what Jesus has for me, that, the salt life you're talking about, this life of adventure with God, this exploring the world and realizing that every good gift from above and that all my steps are ordained of the Lord, like like uh, the steps of a good man are ordained by the Lord. How many would say, say, man, I want to, I want to. You say, I'm a Christian, Tim, but I'm, I'm not living like that. Maybe you live in scarcity. Maybe you're living, and you're just not, you're just not making the most of the opportunities that you have to do life with Jesus. And it's always better with him. That's you, and you say, man, just I just raise my hand. I just need some prayer. If that's you, I'm not going to embarrass you. We already got hands in the air. Would you just put it up? Just hold it up. Put it right back down. Just hold it up. Put it right back down. This is to God, not me. I'm not counting your hands, but your hands count because they reflect your heart to God who's watching you. Anyone else? You just raise your hand. Say, that's me. That's me, Pastor Tim. Man, I want to pray for you. Lord, for my friends here today, I just pray, Lord, for our friends in Blackwater, for our friends in Navarre, for our friends watching online, for our friends here in Gulf Breeze. God, I just want to pray that you would awaken us to your amazing grace, that you'd awaken us to the adventure called life. Lord, that that you say, come, that, that you want to live it with us together, that you don't want us to walk alone, that Emmaus Road is better when you're with us. And so, Lord, we just want to experience you and your life and your spirit and the fullness that you have for us. And so we just ask you to help us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us. Help us to live salty, we pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed. I, I, uh, I'd say this, that we never, we never, never like to, to close a gathering without giving anyone and everyone an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. I'd like to explain the gospel crystal clear in just a few minutes if I could. The Bible says that God made the world and it was good. And God made Adam and Eve and it was good. And God said everything's good. It was perfect actually. And he said, but there's this one tree. It's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he said, don't touch it and he said, don't, don't touch it. And the day you do, you'll surely die. And so the enemy got them to rebel against God. And he did it by getting them to believe the lie that God was holding out on them. That God was trying to keep them from everything. That, that there was more. God was limiting them. And he does the same with people today. That's what the enemy does. And so they took it, and they ate it, and they disobeyed God. At that very moment, sin entered the world, and it spread. Sin spread. It spread universally. It spread globally. All of a sudden, sin spread over the entire world. And, and the Bible says that, that everyone is a sinner from that original sin. And so Jesus came to take the trash out. He came to deal with our sin. And Jesus being God, being, being God's son, being holy, being perfect, 
He could do this. He could live a perfect life. And he lived a perfect life. And he died a perfect death. And he became sin. He didn't just take your sin from you. He didn't just wipe sin off of you. He took your sin and my sin. And he put our sin on him. And he who knew no sin became sin. So that you and I might be made God's righteousness. He traded places. The, the, the principle there is what happens in sports. It's substitution. God traded places with man. Holy God was sinful man. And Jesus became sin. And he got a sinner's death. He was punished. He died. His own father turned his back. And there that day, Jesus on that cross paid once in full for the sin of the very world. And right before he died, he said it is finished. In other words, sin's mortgage was paid in full. In the Bible, this is not me. This is not a denomination. We're non-denominational. We just go with Jesus. You rise again from the dead. We're going with you, Jesus. What you say. What you say, Jesus. Jesus said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. That no one would come or get to the Father but through him. Why? Because he's the door. And so if you're there today and you've never opened that door, if you've never, never walked through that door, just said, Jesus, I, I, I come just as I am. I, I need you. I need you. He's at the door of your heart and he's knocking. So open the door. Let him in. Scripture says, if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that means Jesus is God. If we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart, that God raised him from the dead. That's the resurrection. That's Easter. Long before the bunny. Long before the chocolate. Easter is because he's alive. If we confess with our mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you will be, same word we read in John, saved. You'll be saved. You'll be saved. Jesus says, I want you to be saved. And if you've never been saved today, you can simply confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you can all of a sudden have what religion can never give. You can have a relationship with the eternal God we sang to earlier. And the Bible goes a little further to say that your name will actually be written down in the Lamb. He's the Lamb of God in the Lamb's book of life. And there's no eraser. Take that name out. Because it's written with his blood. So if you're here today and you say, man, Jesus, I need you. God doesn't care about what you've done. He knows. That's why he died for you. God's really concerned about this moment. What will you do with Jesus? And I beg you, please, 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 please. My goal is to make it hard in Gulf Breeze. Make it hard in Navarre. To make it hard in the Gulf Coast for people to die and go to hell. That's my job. We, we want to do everything short of sin for people to hear about Jesus, to hear the good news. If you're there today and you're, you're resting, you're trusting, you're relying, you're leaning on you, on your religion, on your goodness, on whatever, fill in the blank. If you're not transferring all of your faith into Jesus, and what he did on that cross, in other words, in Christ alone, then today's your day. I want to lead you in a sinner's prayer. The Bible says, 
We confess with our mouth. So I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to encourage you to pray it out loud together. We'll pray it out loud here in Gulf Breeze and Navarre at Blackwater. We'll pray it out loud for those who will pray it for the first time. So we're a family. Here we go. Let's pray together. I'm going to lead you. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are God. I am not. I'm a sinner. You are holy. I believe that you died for me. That you bled for me. That you rose again for me. I give you my life. I accept your life. Now teach me how to live. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Man, we had hands up in the first gathering. I know we had hands up in Navarre. Man, right now, we have three different campuses. We have people at all three locations give their life to Christ. That's why we clap, because heaven is clapping. So would you, would you celebrate with me if today you cross that line of faith? Would you raise your hand on the count of three? We just want to clap for you. One, two, three. Would you raise your hand? Just hold it up high. You hold it up high. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. That's awesome. Let's celebrate, church. Let's celebrate. I love it. I love it. And never, it never ever gets old. Never gets old. Steph, will you hand me those invite cards? I want to say two things, and I'm walking off the stage with time to spare. How about that? Storing up grace for later. Um, if you gave your life to Jesus, whether you raised your hand or not, raising your hand doesn't make you a Christian. You pray that prayer and you put your trust in him. Bible says you pass from death to life. We have a blue tent. Would you go outside and tell somebody? And then just tell someone later. Say, man, Jesus made me new. I am forgiven. I'm brand new. Man, the old is gone. The new has come. Just tell someone. And be surprised what happens. It'll be amazing. Um, that's what Easter's all about. And so we want to encourage you. See these? Would you take them out? Would you hold them? As your pastor, hold them, Navar. Get them. Hold them up. I want you, I want you to begin now if you haven't already. And we printed these cards. These cards might make the difference where someone spends eternity. I want you to gather a couple seconds of courage. And really, it's not that bad, is it? And I want you to think about who you can invite. Friends, family, coworkers, neighbors. Maybe just someone you ran into at Publix. Someone checking you out. Or someone that's checking your groceries out. And just take this card. And say, some of y'all caught that. And just say, man, I want to invite you to come. And they don't got to wait till Easter. They can come now. That's why we do these cards. Because we believe in invite. We believe invite matters. So important. Thank y'all so much. I love you guys. So glad that you came out today. So good to see you.